0: Hand washing and constant hygiene may be in our lives to stay, but that doesn't mean you have to resort to harsh industrial grade hand sanitizer imported from who knows where. ForcefieldProducts.com has hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products that nourish your skin while providing essential antibacterial protection, and it's manufactured right here in the U.S. ForcefieldProducts.com has hand sanitizers to use when you can't wash your hands, and protective barrier gels and spritz products for extra protection after. After washing, All of our premium products have been hand-formulated with essential oils that are proven in studies to provide extra immunity barrier protection while nourishing the skin. Forcefieldproducts.com has the products for you and your family to be confident in your health and hygiene. Use discount code BRUNO for 10% off to purchase your hand sanitizer and protective barrier products at forcefieldproducts.com. That's forcefieldproducts.com, discount code BRUNO. Forcefieldproducts.com, discount code BRUNO.
1: Hey, this is Patrick Maher on the latest edition of Sports from the Sidelines. I caught up with the bad boy Detroit Pistons. Here's what John Sally had to say about his teammate, Isaiah Thomas. I played with MJ,
2: Kobe, played against the greatest. I tell people all the time, the greatest player I've ever played with was Isaiah. Michael is the man. He took on so much, but Isaiah 6 one, dude, and
0: will take over a game.
1: Catch sports from the sidelines on the Bad Boy Pistons anytime and anywhere you go on the SiriusXM app. Thanks,
0: coronavirus, for shutting
1: down our gyms.
0: That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I I use ghost sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a ghost sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit sleeves.com and use discount code radio for 20% off. Ghostsleeves.com discount code radio.
2: There are those who stand forever ready. Ready to defend the nation. Ready to fight for what matters. No matter what. Do you have what it takes? Find out at GoArmy.com slash Warriors. The Tony Bruno, Bruno Show. Tony Bruno
3: and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to Catch know. Catch new
1: episodes of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon, starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the SiriusXM XM app.
3: Telemedicine is necessary today. And if you're underinsured, undocumented, or without health insurance, here's your opportunity to learn how you can secure access for you and your entire family. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. Get 24-hour access to OnDoc Healthcare Services for just $30 a month. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. This program is not insurance coverage and not intended to replace insurance.
0: We'd all like to get out of our homes
3: Be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. One of my great friends and one of the best in the business, and he's still cranking it out on ESPN with the Morton Report. The great Chris Mortensen with the latest on Troy Vincent and what's going on with the union. Mort, how are you, buddy?
2: I'm doing well. How uh, are you doing, Tony? I heard you had Big Phil Sims on recently.
3: Yes, indeed. We went at it again, like we used to back in the uh, in the '90s at ESPN. But uh, I love Phil, and we all love Phil. He's just a, he's just a fun guy to talk to, and you know, he and his son Chris is doing a great job too. So I I, even no, think, I br- think Chris I has a ba- like- better future than Phil right now.
2: Well, I, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, uh, let me just see if I, I got this right. Now, when you had Phil on, he probably negotiated more than one segment with you didn't he oh he, absolutely he, has, he to have time to talk he's got a lot of stuff on his chest and his head and he, he needs to get off exactly so.
3: funny when we texted him he said two segments yeah he actually put down <laughs> and I, I wrote phil we have we can do 25 minutes this is because you know you own radio stations over the air and you get six minutes and you got to try to get everything in and then they rush you off and he's wait a minute i'm phil wasn't even getting started until like eight or nine minutes into the conversation. Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah, that's right, that's right. That's my man, Phil.
3: Oh, absolutely, we love him. It's a hard not to like Phil Simms. I mean, there's just, you know, no matter even if you're not a Giants fan, it's hard not. And and by the way, I think there are a lot of Giants fans and Giants people in the organization who probably don't like Phil Simms, or he doesn't like uh, enough about that. More, let's get down to Troy Vincent, <laughs> because Troy Vincent, I just said this before we came on, that I think of all the uh, the players' representatives. I think Troy Vincent right now is head and shoulders above everybody. Now, I'm not trying to grade him. I'm not doing the Mount Rushmore of player reps. But I think this guy is handling this whole thing brilliantly, especially when it comes to some of the rules. And the one particularly you were talking about was the, the instant replay review of personal uh, pass interference calls. And he pretty much laid down, he threw the, threw the book at the league about pass interference reviews yesterday.
2: Well, he threw it at himself, which I'll give him credit for. Now, toy is, I'm not necessarily a big fan of toys as, as you clearly are, uh, but uh, at the same time, I like people who, who take accountability. He's in a position where he can step forward and, and take it, and it was a bad idea uh, the, you know, when, they, when they voted it through uh, a year ago, although it was a one-year experiment, and it, it didn't work. It was a joke, and I personally feel it. Listen, there's got to be some safety net for the call that, you know, that we had in the Saints-Rams playoff game a couple of years ago. But, you know, you, I, I just, you can't legislate judgment calls. I, I'm sorry. Uh, because it, it's, it's one of those things where the game is played by humans, coached by humans, officiated by humans. And if you had a sky judge, it's another human. If you have Al River on or whoever else in New York trying to mess with it, it's another human, nothing's ever going to be perfect. So, yeah, it was good for Troy to say it was a disaster. Guess what? You know, the Titanic sunk many years ago, too. I already knew that.
3: Yeah, you're right, though. He did say we all made a mistake. We rushed into it because of the, the fiasco in the playoff game in 2018 with the Saints and the Rams. And so everybody wants things fixed, and every offseason, that's when the rules committee looks at things to fix. But they're not even going to do You mentioned the Sky Judge, which is what the XFL did. Remember, the XFL, you know, the short-lived XFL, they at least showed the world that you can do it if you have a guy in the booth... Or a woman in the booth upstairs helping the officials on the field. Why do they completely reject that? Is it because the XFL did it?
2: Well, no. The Alliance of American Football did it first, right? The, the spring league of two years ago, and uh, I think that uh, and and Bill Pulling was you know in charge of football for that league, and as he explained, really you need listen, you need an experienced official in that position, and you have to develop them, and so. To do it knee jerk, uh, you know, I think the sky judge will, will come, or you have a guy communicating there down to the official will, will happen. It's just, they're just not ready for it to happen. In other words, there's not enough uh, confident retired or, or, or other officials yet. And that's what they need to get to, to deepen and widen that pool of confident people who can be up there and help. The official, the referee on the field, make that decision. It's coming, but I, I really think one of the reasons right now is there's so much going on with this corona uh, virus that th- they have enough issues to tackle. I think that's one of the why fourth and fifteen on the onside kick didn't get passed today. It's kind of like okay, we we we're constantly tweaking and changing things that we're really ready for. Maybe we ought to just step back and, uh, and 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 wait when the, for the time being, right? Because you, yeah, Sky Judge was good, but you know what? Sky Judge did not get everything right either.
1: Hey, Chris. J- uh, moving to some player issues, Jadavian Clowney allegedly or apparently turned down an offer from the Browns that was pretty significant. Uh, what do you think is next for him?
2: Well, you know, Jadavian's free to you make. Know, that's one thing about being a free agent; you can make your choices as to where you want to play and for how much. Uh, and you know, I think that Jadavian you know would like to see things develop here. I mean, this is a guy who's. You know, obviously a dominant force when he's on the field, but has been injured uh, probably too frequently. Uh, certainly wants to be able to choose where he plays. And, uh, you know, Seattle still kind of had the door open there for a while. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's what being free is about. You, you get to make the choice. If, if, if it's, and, and let's face it, it's May. It's still May. It's going to be June. He doesn't have to make up his mind right now. Nobody's in OTA's uh, off-season programs. You training camp, will we think, may start near the end of July. Uh, so he doesn't have to make that decision right now.
3: By the way, Mort, we're seeing that the commissioner apparently a few moments ago announced that uh, he's going to continue the virtual sessions for coaches for two more weeks. So we're right. all talking about waiting for training camps to open and for the facilities to be reopened. So that's not going to happen now for two more weeks. Is that the latest today?
2: Uh Yes, that is the latest. I mean, and that, that was the expectation. I mean, I think the coaches knew that. You know, it's going to be, you know, they pretty much felt like it, it would be, it would be mid, mid-June and maybe a little bit later till coaches are allowed in there. As you know, it's got to be, it can't be like 25 of the franchises are ready for their buildings to be open to their coaches, but seven aren't. It's, all, it's got to be equitable. And, uh, and I think the coaches understand that. I, I haven't heard anybody protest that. And so I think they they feel like they'll be making progress and and trying to manage their building. I, I've heard a couple of franchises talk that you know maybe you know even when the coaches come back that it it may be only a football personnel and a few ex- key executives who are allowed in the building. I mean there are there are franchises out there who are talking about you know putting tents up outside their their normal uh, permanent buildings because. Meeting rooms, Tony, think about this. Position rooms, now I I just jumped to players. But I'm just saying it's like if you're offensive linemen or defensive linemen, the big-bodied guys, you ever been to one of those meeting rooms, there's not a lot of space there. So there's a lot of like, okay, we got to create some space, and then we're going to have to limit other personnel coming into the building. And certainly the coaches, coaches are able to to work together. Uh, It's uh, the virtual meetings with the players. Uh, a little more complicated, but attention to detail, especially for incoming rookie players. I think everybody understands that this rookie class, if you have high expectations for this incoming rookie class, you're probably you're probably living in a fantasy world.
3: Chris Mortensen joining us, Tony Bruno, Harry Mays here on Sirius XM and SB Nation Radio. The, uh, the other thing uh, that's coming up, well, one of the other stories is interesting, and I think you mentioned it, Analytics show that teams that went for it, since the NFL changed the whole onside kick rule, and teams are 0 for 14 that attempted expected onside kicks. In other words, they're down late in the game. Everybody knows they're going to try an onside kick. Any team that did that failed 14 consecutive times. Now, obviously, earlier in the games, when they're not expected, you get some surprises. Are they going to do anything about that? Because that is an unmitigated disaster as well, Mort.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think something is definitely coming on that. I think they, they just weren't ready. In fact, the, the fourth and fifteen rule we were, top proposal we were talking about that was tabled because it didn't have enough votes. Uh, I think one of the reasons why is all of a sudden they had two changes, you know, this week on the proposal. And so I think there's a, a feeling among owners saying, hey, if we're changing things at last minute on the proposal, then the proposal isn't right. But I think there's, I think it's going to get to a point where yes. You know, having a couple of 4th and 15s instead of an onside kick, uh, you know, I liked it. The XFL did it. The Alliance Football League did it. They they did a 4th and 12 uh, Alliance League because, uh, in their mind, the athletes weren't as good as the NFL athletes. But 4th and 15s is, is the right the right distance. And, yeah, I mean, listen, it was a – onside kick was high-risk injury-wise. I mean, it's, it's guys blocking guys, a lot of head injuries, and, and I understand it, but – uh, why they made those changes. But I do believe we're going to get to a point sooner, not later, where we have the option to go ahead, Pat Mahomes, since fourth and 15 is like fourth and one, uh, to try and convert that when necessary. Only twice a game, never in overtime, and it's, uh, it, you know, with a dead clock. Uh, I think that's coming. It's just not going to be this year. I think this year is really focused on, guys, we're just, we got to see if we can play football. The football that we know. Uh, let's let's do that first, and then we can uh, address those things.
1: Hey, Chris. Uh, Carlos Hyde uh, signed by Seattle mm-hmm. last couple of days. Devonta Freeman still out there, as is LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Eagles have interest. I've heard in either in both guys. Uh, which way do you th- which way do you think mm-hmm. they'd like to go here?
2: Uh, as much as they like uh, Shady McCoy, I would think that Devonta Freeman owes a little bit more appeal to them, but. They're in pretty good shape at running back, uh, but uh, Devontae Freeman is uh, you know, probably has a few more miles left on him, even though he's been injured. I was surprised, to be honest with you. I don't know if you guys were that uh, McCoy didn't have kind of more success with the Chiefs last year. Were you? Were you guys surprised?
3: Yeah, I mean there were games that he was healthy he was, and they he, didn't even they put didn't him even in the lineup.
2: Up. Yeah, yeah. So, so that tells you something. Yeah. And I know this much. Every, everybody loves them. Yeah. Mean, you know, like in terms of in the in the locker room, in the building, Buffalo loved them. But you know, and Andy Reid. I mean,
3: Andy Reid has to love them, and he didn't use them at all for the most well, part. Well, everybody loved him but Chip <laughs> Kelly. Well, yeah, Chip <laughs> Kelly didn't like anybody. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. So, but but consider what does but what does that tell you? And I don't know what tells you. Shady wants a little bit more money, but you know, he's he's got to understand. It. You're a running back. You're on the downside. Uh, and uh, my guess, if you were picking, and I have not asked uh, the people I know there the question, but my guess is you'd rather have Freeman. But now Freeman, you know, he may price himself out of the market too. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, because we remember Seattle last week was talking to both Freeman and Hyde, and a lot of people thought Devontae Freeman was going to be their pick, but they, obviously Devontae Freeman wanted more money, and they took Carlos Hyde instead. So we mentioned the two guys still available. Tampa supposedly interested in Devontae Freeman as well right now.
2: Yeah, and they, they're familiar with him because he's been in their division. And, uh, you know, it's good when he's healthy. That's the problem. You know, he got the big contract. And I'm not saying they get injured because he got the big contract. But once he once he reaches a certain plateau level uh, in terms of salary, uh, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you, you, are you willing to take a 80, 75% pay cut? You know, you think you're the same player, and uh, other people don't look at you that way. And, and uh, you know, but in terms of the Eagles, I mean, I, I like – I mean, there's a lot, there's not much, there's not much not to like about the Eagles offense or the Eagles team, to be quite honest with right. you.
3: Chris Mortensen breaking it down. More, oh, there's always football to talk about. That's what's great about it. Even though we got going through this and they're trying to figure out training camps, we know that the NFL at least is on a, is, is on a schedule right now. That September is still a few months away, and with the testing increasing everywhere now and, and the way people are finding out ways to test quickly, the EPL's coming back, and we see other countries doing their sports, and I think that puts more pressure on our country. If the other countries can do soccer and baseball and other sports, why can't the U.S.? And I think that's, again, they're not going to do what they don't feel safe, but they're also right. going to know that if they can, especially baseball, if they can do it in other countries, why can't we do it here without fans?
2: Yeah, a couple of things. Yeah, I think there are going to be fans, myself. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be like 25% capacity or whatever it's going to be. But uh, bottom line is, is, and the other thing is the NFL has to pay its players. They don't have the problems like the other, because the, this collective bargaining agreement does not have a force majeure clause, another active God clause. So the players get their money, but it would impact next year's salary cap. So they'll have to work something out there. But if, if the owners got a right to check them for players to play, they're going to play. And, uh, and then it's just a matter of, you know, how many people get in and how you've worked that out. But they're working on those details, and I think we're going to have a week one. Uh, we'll see what happens after week one, and we just pray for—and uh, you're right, testing is the key. Uh, and I think they feel fairly confident they're going to have plenty of testing without taking away from the public need for the testing as well.
3: And, and the NFL Players Association is more motivated because they get a cut of the gate as well as opposed to baseball.
2: Yeah, the, yes, but the you know as you know the gate is uh, is not a big you know it's not as big a percentage of their revenue as it, as it is in baseball. So, no, I hear you. Uh, I mean, you know, listen, the NFL. Here's what I know. I'm just talking to somebody about this. Uh, you know, the NFL in the last five years franchise values have gone up. On average, with 32 teams, by a billion dollars each. By That's the average. No owners lost money. Uh, they, they all, The revenues have been all good. They, nobody's lost equity. They've gained equity. Everything trends very well for the NFL, even though this will obviously not be the same level of revenues. Nobody's going poor. And the one thing you would not want to happen, I've seen happen, is hourly wage workers being impacted by a business that still has plenty of revenue.
1: Hey, Chris, last one from me. Obviously, the media is pumping up the Browns again, and uh, they have yet to deliver. But you talk to people every day around the league. Uh, What are they thinking about the Browns this year?
2: I think people think they're going to be good. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, John Dorsey, the general manager, who's no longer there, was putting together a heck of a roster. We forget how good Baker Mayfield was his rookie year. Uh, I think that uh, Andrew Berry's come in there as the GM and it's uh, picked up nicely. I mean, you know, they've they've added a couple key parts, uh, and I think they're going to be very competitive. Their problem, it's the same problem the Baltimore Ravens have, and and the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, and especially the Bengals, is that it's a tough division. But I think, that, you know, listen, the Browns, the Browns last year were probably overhyped. Odell Beckham Jr. was part of the problem uh, because he couldn't, he wouldn't, he couldn't practice. He was always hurt. He always said something hurt. Your quarterback can never be on the same page. That's Tom Brady, how he likes it when his receiver can't practice and he can't trust where he's going to be on a specific route. So I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be in the mix. I like their roster. I like the quarterback. But I love their division, and that's not necessarily the best news for them.
3: Chris Morton said, "Breaking it down, even this news that's happening as we speak, the uh, owners got together and said no fourth and fifteen, uh, and so even though it's only the, the end of May, Mort, I don't know why they can't implement the fourth and fifteen thing. It's not like they're doing it the day before the season starts, but I get yeah, it. There's uh, a lot they have a lot to do, but I just don't get why they wouldn't why they would table the fourth and fifteen instead of the onside kick stuff. I just don't get that. Well, t- yeah,
2: table just means you didn't have enough votes boat, votes right now, but." Uh I really think that the last-minute changes this week was like, well, maybe you didn't think this out quite as clearly as you should have. Because if you're changing, freaking it, in, in two days before we're going to have a vote, it means we can take more time to think about what we're doing.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, listen, I'm not trying to rush anything along either. But if they bring yeah, that back. Are, Tony. Admit it. You're no, I'm not, more. I'm not, Mort. I'm not. I just need I need sports. I need football. <laughs> I, need, I, want, I, I want football in September. Baseball, those idiots don't know what they're doing. And, you know, they have the most pressure because they have to get something done very soon or they're not even going to get 80 games in. At least football, as we look ahead, September, even October, if they can't play, I think we're going to yep. see it. I don't think there's any doubt because we're going to see NHL playoffs. We're going to see the NBA. They're going to finally make a decision. That's and so right. baseball may be the odd man out. And I'm telling you, if they shut it down and these players and, and the union and the owners can't get together, I think baseball is going to pay a real heavy price if they throw this season away, man.
2: Yeah, I would agree, even though I'm on the player's side on what the latest proposal was, uh, Dakar, but I will say this, I am for 4th and 15, Tony. I, I do want to go on the record on that.
3: Absolutely. I want to make sure we knock you down, lock you down, not knock you down more, we'll <laughs> lock you down. I want you to go on the record and say you think 4th and 15 should be in the in play this upcoming National Football League campaign.
2: Yes, as, as proposed, that with the two <laughs> per game, yes.
3: But as far as, the, uh, as far as pass interference being replayed, you don't care about the Saints or the Rams, and they're crying, especially in New Orleans.
2: No, here's my answer to that. I don't like all-star playoff crews, and I will say this. When it's that egregious, get the call right.
3: Exactly, especially at the end of a game. That's the worst part of yeah, yeah, that situation Come on. in New Orleans. Uh, know, that's, you know.
2: that's what those all-star playoff
3: <clears throat> crews do for you. Right. Are, you Are you down on the officials? No. Are you down on the officials now? No, no, but he's right though. They...
2: I'm down on a system that makes all officiating crews work together all year long, where they're comfortable with each other, communicating, maybe even turning over, helping a guy out, talking it through, and then all of a sudden you put strangers together who didn't work together during the season for the most part, and you're asking them to to, to officiate a game as a team. They're not a team. They're not a crew.
1: Yeah, that makes no sense. I agree with that.
3: Well, Mort, we hope well, you're – the most important thing for me as a friend and a longtime colleague is, is your health, and hopefully everything's going well. I mean, we have some friends who listen to us, our buddy Ice Rink up in Ottawa, fighting through all kinds of different issues in their, in their lives. So we hope you're well right now. What's the latest on your condition? Because everybody, everybody looks at you and they say, wow, Mort's still there and he's hanging in there. How are you feeling?
2: Yes, yeah, he's barely hanging in there. I'm feeling fine. Got the MD Anderson trip next week, for, uh, but I'm doing fine. Everything, life is good, and praying for all those who are – for we're,
3: uh, we're suffering or we lost loved one. Well, Mort, best of luck to you, man. And we'll keep praying for you and we'll keep watching you on ESPN, man. You're one of the best ever. And I appreciate you coming on the show, man.
2: All right, Tony, Matt. Take care. You
3: guys. There he is, uh, Chris Mortensen, breaking down the NFL. Good stuff.